Light the sacred fires, hold your lava tight. Welcome now the spirits of old sour night. Light the sacred fires, hold your lava tight. Welcome now the spirits of old sour night. The veil between the other world and a plane of mortal thins to welcome the ancient ones. The earth becomes their portal. Let not your heart be heavy, let not your head be light. Keep aware and quench your fears on the sour night. Jack the lantern circle to protect you from your fears as we celebrate the harvest and the Celtic New Year. Come with me into the woods deep in the sacred grove and dance with me for life and love as the elements unfold. Light the sacred fires, hold your love tight. Welcome now the spirits of old sour night. Light the sacred fires, hold your love tight. Welcome now the spirits of old sour night. We honor our ancestors, loved ones who have passed. We keep them in our memory with love that always lasts. Tonight we pass the bridge of souls to be with us again. Through the veil of spirit world into the realm of men. By oak and ash and bone, we build the sacred fire. We dance until the morn, the smoke it rises higher.
Good morning, everyone. My name is Colette Gelwicks. I use she, her pronouns. I'm a member of your Board of Trustees, and it's my pleasure to welcome you to worship at the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Columbia. It's also my honor to be serving as worship associate for this service. As we begin, we honor the Piscataway people and their ancestors. It is upon their land that we reside. We are served by the Reverend Paige Getty, minister, as well as a talented and dedicated team of religious educators, musicians, and other professional staff. Much appreciation goes out to the many lay leaders and volunteers whose incredible efforts and dedication help to keep us connected. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, whoever you love, and whatever your faith tradition, you are welcome here. We particularly welcome any guests who are joining worship this morning. We encourage you to fill out the visitors form in the lobby or online and connect with others in the virtual or in-person social hour after the service so that we may meet and welcome you. We have a number of announcements this morning. First, during worship next Sunday, we will celebrate our annual remembrance service, honoring our loved ones who have died, especially remembering those who have died in the past year, but also those who have died long ago but are ever-present in our memories. You are invited to bring images and mementos for the memorial altar in the sanctuary that day. Additionally, we will present a video memorial, so please send images to Paige by this Thursday. Due to a lack of available volunteers, RE is canceled this morning. So if you're interested in volunteering with our youth and children on Sundays, please connect with Robin Slaw. And this also means we are now having a multi-generational service. A reminder that the Chalice Concert Series returns this coming Saturday, November 6th at 7 p.m. for a live and hybrid offering of a rarely heard classical banjo. Please join us to hear soloist John Bullard in a program titled Bach, Banjos, and the Hero's Journey. Ticket reservations can be made online at the UUCC website events and or concerts page. And here's a short sample of the program. Mm -hmm. 
Thank you. I mean, it's, gr it's great music. <laughs> we do have a worship service to get to, though. And for those who want to hear more, go to the event. <laughs> All right, our auction is coming right up on November 13th, and the auction team invites you to submit any remaining donations you may have by the end of the day today. The team also invites you to register to participate in this year's auction. You can find the donation form and bidder registration link on the auction website. And now we have one final announcement from Kelly Daniker. Good morning, UCC. I am very proud to announce this morning that on Saturday, November 6th at 3 p.m., you will have the opportunity to participate in one of the world's biggest culinary competitions. Okay, it is not one of the biggest competitions, but it is indeed a culinary competition. We are calling all chefs and chef wannabes to join us for our chopped UUCC Autumn Edition. A bag of secret ingredients will be delivered to your house and you may not open them until the day of the competition. Your job, to create an appetizer and a dessert featuring those ingredients and ingredients from your own pantry. This is a multi-generational competition for chefs of all ages. So your secret bag of ingredients will feature autumnal flavors. What do I mean by that? So let's take a look inside this bag to see what you might be getting. I mean, why ruin the surprise? How scary can a bag of ingredients be really? Your dishes will be judged on creativity, presentation and taste based on your facial expression when you taste your own dish. Are you cooking in your head? then this competition is for you. Registration is open, but limited. And I'm gonna put a registration link in the chat. And if you are not a chef, but wanna be part of the fun, we invite you to join us as audience members and you will get to help us decide who the winner is. Chopped UUCC Autumn Edition, Saturday, November 6th at 3 p.m. We hope to see you all there. Thank you so much, Kelly. And I did this last time with my family and it was amazing. So I highly recommend uh, dialing into that. All right, happy Halloween, everyone. In honor of this holiday, we welcome a slightly different sort of service with the help of Turning Circle, our pagan spirituality group. We'll get, we'll get a look at some of the practices of the pagan path as they live our seventh principle, honoring the interdependent web of life of which we are all a part, and also explore some holidays. Samhain, All Hallows' Eve, and El Dia de los Muertos. Sorry, I'm German, not, can't, don't do Spanish well. Let me try it again. El Dia de los Muertos. All festivals of the dead that happen around this time each year. A bit later in the service, there will also be an opportunity to honor the beloved dead, below, both those who have passed away recently and those we remember every year. There will be a time to share those names in the chat or call them out here in the sanctuary later. A few housekeeping notes before we begin officially. For those of you in the sanctuary, we have hearing assist devices available from the team in the tech booth in the back. Please do not join the Zoom meeting. And finally, we ask that you silence your cell phones and other electronic devices. You can find the order of service posted 
online using either the link in the chat or on the QR codes that are posted in the building or in this room here. Later in the service, we will honor community members' personal joys and sorrows. So you can write yours in the book in the back of the sanctuary or also email them to joysandsorrows at uucolumbia.net. And finally, we ask everyone here in the sanctuary to remain masked throughout the service. Speakers on the chancel are invited, but not obligated to remove their masks when speaking if they've been vaccinated against COVID. All right, we got all of those taken care of. Now I invite everyone at home or here in the sanctuary to take a nice deep breath with me Ground yourself, settle in, as we listen to the ringing of the bell calling us into worship. Okay, this is not Tara, that is Dylan. All right, um, good morning. I am I'm Cameron Zach, and I use, the, uh, I use he, him pronouns. I'd like to share a poem with you guys this morning. Okay, so it's called A Theme in Yellow by Carl Sandburg. I spot the hills with yellow balls in autumn. I light the prairie cornfields, orange and tawny gold clusters. And I am called pumpkins. On the last of October, when the dusk is fallen, children join hands and circle around me, singing ghost songs and love to the harvest moon. I am a jack-o'-lantern with terrible teeth, and the children know that I am fooling. Thank you both. I now invite you all to join me in speaking our congregational covenant. Strengthened by our common humanity and inspired by our seven principles, we promise to be a safe and welcoming community, to nurture each other's hearts and spirits, to delight in the beauty of our diversity, to struggle together on our spiritual journeys, and to challenge each other to live our values. Thus, we pledge our time and vigor to the continuing celebration of spirit, of the world, and of humankind. And now I invite you to take a moment to greet those around you here in the sanctuary and those who are at home watching the service remotely. Good morning, everyone. Good Good morning, Diane. Good morning, 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 uh, you're offered, uh, you're asked to stand as you are able in body or mind or spirit. 
And we will start with calling the quarters, starting with East. If you all face this way, we will call in East. Hail to the Guardian of the East, blessings to the spirit of air. We invite thee to stand watch this night and guard us for this sacred rite. Dry wind blows the rustling leaves, red and gold now garbs the trees. The air is cool and crisp and clear. The time of second sight is here. Guardian of the East, we give thanks to thee, spirit of air, blessed be. Hail and welcome. Hail and welcome. Now, if you'll all face the back, we'll call in south. Hail to the guardian of the south, blessings to the spirit of fire. We invite thee to stand and watch with us this night and guard us for the sacred rite. With flame and candle we shall not fear when the time of deepest night draws near, nor shall we fear the looming cold. Let the hearth burn bright and bold. Guardian of the south, we give thanks to thee. Spirit of fire, blessed be. Hail and welcome. Now, if you'll continue to turn to your right, we'll call in west. Hail to the guardian of the west. Blessings to the spirit of wire. We invite thee to stand watch with us this night and guard us for this sacred rite. We thank thee for the autumn rain that cools the air at summer's wane. Blue seas turn to cold slate gray. Color drains from the fading day. Guardian of the West, we give thanks to thee, Spirit of Water, blessed be. Hail and welcome. And now if you'll finish by turning this one, we'll call in Earth and North. Hail to the Guardian of the North, blessings to the Spirit of Earth. We invite thee to stand watch with us this night and guard us for the sacred rite. Barley, apples, corn, and grain, the field gave much to us again. The farming lands lay wide and bare, the harvest complete with joy and care. Guardian of the north, we give thanks to thee. Spirit of earth, blessed be. Hail and welcome. Please be seated. And now we will call in the ancestors, God and goddess. Hail, God of harvests, blessings to the Lord of Summerland. We invite thee to our circle here. We ask in love and not in fear. Lord of harvests of gourds and grain, we give thanks to thee again. Lord of Summerland, of the dead and living, death is not the end, it is the beginning. God of the harvest, we give thanks to thee. Lord of the Summerland, blessed be. Hail and welcome. Now we will call in the goddess. Hail to the giver of life, of all life. Blessings to the maiden, mother, and crone. We invite thee to our circle here. We ask in love and not in fear. Loving maiden, mother, and crone, you shall never abandon us alone. You give us life to love and learn and welcome us home when we return. Giver of life, we give thanks to thee. Beloved crone, blessed be. Hail and welcome. Beloved ancestors, we call to thee. Grant us insight, for your blessings shall be. We honor your deeds from long in the past. We thank you for the courage and blessings that last. We build our future upon what has gone before. Your deeds and your words are remembered in lore. Be with us this evening as we honor ways of old. Your presence is felt from beyond the veil's fold. Hail and welcome. 
Hello. Good, uh, good morning. Uh, my name is uh, Douglas Beatty. I use he, him pronouns. Um, and uh, we, um, in the pagan tradition, often call on different pantheons. And depending on who you are, you might follow uh, different gods and goddesses. So I would like to share a story that is close to my heart uh, with my pantheon. And this is the story of Hades and Persephone. Long ago and far away in the land of ancient Greece, there was said to be a most beautiful young goddess named Persephone. She was the child of Demeter, the goddess of the harvest, and Zeus, the king of the gods, ruled from Mount Olympus. Persephone lived a happy and fruitful life, playing in the fields and gardens that her mother tended. One day, Persephone was out picking flowers. The god of the dead, Hades, happened to look up from the underworld and spotted her. She was a golden beacon of light, smiling and laughing as she flitted among the flowers. And Hades fell madly in love with her. Then and there, he vowed that he must have her. And using his powers, he split the earth open and traveled up to snatch Persephone. He pulled her down into the darkness so quickly, Persephone had a chance to scream only once and then was gone. Later, as the day moved into evening, Demeter came to look for her daughter. She looked high and low, growing more frustrated when Persephone was nowhere to be seen. Growing upset, Demeter continued to search, scouring the earth in search of her daughter. As she ignored her duties, the plants withered and the land grew cold. Once she had searched the entire living land, Demeter traveled to Mount Olympus, to ask Zeus what he knew. At first, Zeus shrugged, saying that he knew nothing. Eventually, though, he admitted that he approved of Persephone's marriage to Hades in the underworld. Demeter flew into a motherly rage. She demanded Zeus return Persephone to her care. But Zeus refused. Demeter left Olympus and then fell into a deep despair. Without her care, the earth decayed further. Plants died, rivers shriveled up, and lakes froze over. The people of the land grew hungry and desperate and begged Zeus to save them. When it grew too much for him to stand, Zeus agreed to Demeter's demands. He sent Hermes, the messenger of the gods, to bring Persephone back up above ground to his mother. Meanwhile, in the underworld, Persephone grew to love Hades. He was kind to her and loved her as his queen, and as much as she cared for her husband. However, Persephone had missed her mother and wished very much to see her again. When Hermes reached the underworld, he asked that Persephone come back to him. Hades knew he could not re refuse the commands of Zeus, but he also could not bear to be parted from his queen. Hades offered Persephone a pomegranate as a farewell. This, however, was a cunning move by Hades, as the Olympians knew that anyone who ate or drank anything in the underworld, they would be destined to remain there for eternity, as the fates had cautioned. Persephone was hungry and thirsty, though, and decided to eat the small seeds of the pomegranate, assuming that these would not count as consumption. 
Little did Persephone know that this is exactly why Hades had given her the fruit. After eating six of the seeds, Persephone was approached by the fates, who told her that she would now have to remain in the underworld. Hermes returned to Zeus and Demeter, who anxiously sat awaiting her daughter's return. Upon the sight of Hermes alone, Demeter smiled into a, uh, spiraled into a fit of immense grief and sobbing. She knew that what Hades must have been done to keep Persephone there. Zeus, however, being the mighty king of all gods, could not allow his beloved land to become dry and barren as the people starved. He met with Hades himself, and between them, a deal was struck. Because Hades had tricked Persephone into eating the pomegranate, he commanded to allow Persephone to return to visit her mother. In return, though, Zeus promised that for each of the six seeds that she had eaten, Persephone would spend one month beside Hades, ruling the land of the dead. Demeter was overjoyed at Persephone's return, and they reunited happily. During Persephone's six months on Earth, staying with her mother, the land was fertile, beautiful, and warm. However, when Persephone left the sunlit land to return to Hades' domain, Demeter once again grieved her daughter, and the earth fell barren and still. This was said to be why the cold of autumn and winter happen, as Demeter pines for her daughter and neglects her work, and why the land wakes up in spring and summer as Demeter celebrates her daughter's return. Or so the people say. The end. To join in singing our first hymn today, Chant for the Seasons, verses 1 and 2. Summertime has turned the star wheel, autumn is upon us. Summertime has turned the star wheel, autumn is upon us. Sweet the singing sun, sweet upon the air the smell of blue mist rising. Summertime has turned the star wheel, autumn is upon us. Glorious the trees, glorious the sight of frost leaves falling, falling. Summertime has turned the star wheel, autumn is upon of night grows longer and the moon hangs orange and low when the owl cries out a warning and the chilling winds do blow they say the dead grow restless no longer tucked in tight 
The haunts come out to walk the earth and give us all a fright. Over 2,000 years ago, a fierce group of people known as the Celts lived scattered across the British Isles and Europe. The Celts lived closely with nature, marking time by the changing seasons and the rhythms of an agrarian life. And they worshiped the gods and spirits that they felt inhabited the land around them. The end of the harvest was a natural end of the year for the Celts, as the plants died back and the days shortened. Food was preserved and stored for the winter, and cattle were brought down from the hills to their winter stations. Only the hardiest animals were kept, while the others were butchered for their meat. The Celts marked summer's end, or Samhain, a word that is not pronounced Samhain, even though it looks that way to English speakers. It was one of their great fire festivals. They celebrated, danced, and enjoyed the last of the fresh food, but they also honored the dead. They gave offerings to the gods, asking for blessings to survive the harsh winter before them, and they asked for omens for the future to come. The veil between the worlds was said to grow thin at Samhain, and all manner of spirits were free to walk the earth for a time. Food was left out for departed loved ones who were thought to visit their old homes, though the hearth, fighter, though the hearth fires would be extinguished and the homes left cold and dark, lest the dead decide to linger past their welcome. Large bonfires were built instead, huge pyres lighting up the night to guide the, the spirits back to the other side. To start the new year fresh and clear, each household took a burning ember home from the central bonfire to rekindle their hearth. It was a time of magic and mystery, and people were warned not to venture out at night alone, as who knew what evil forces might be lying in wait. The practice of sharing our joys and sorrows is a custom in our congregation where one can publicly and openly share a significant, meaningful event that has deeply touched their life. As I read the joys and sorrows, we will listen deeply and lovingly. We are made mindful of the sacredness of the ritual when we cast a stone in the bowl of communal water. The ripples it forms symbolize how our lives touch one another. During the music meditation that follows, those of you who are in the sanctuary are welcome to come up and drop a stone of your own. Um, I think Tara, you were going to drop stones. Alex, you will, thank you.
and one final stone for all that is unsaid and felt in our hearts. Thank you. Our prayer today is words by Elizabeth Mount. From our very first breath, we reach out. Co-regulation, not self-regulation, is in our nature. We find our cues from the sun and the moon, from each parent and caregiver. We find our place in this great turning planet by turning to one another, generation to generation. We awaken to the dawn and fall asleep at the evening's end. Our life's journey is part of something greater, something simple, something divine. A flame cannot be lit without a spark. A life cannot begin without the air. And we cannot begin to find ourselves without love. May we reach out to one another. May we offer love and nurturing care. May we join together in celebration of the interdependence of our lives. I invite you now to take a few moments for silent prayer and reflection. Amen and blessed be.
The people of Britain and Ireland continued to practice their deep-rooted pagan rites well after the arrival of Christianity in the sixth century. Samhain remained as popular as ever. People still left out food for the dead, or the poor would eat the food on the dead's behalf, and held outdoor celebrations with feasting and dancing around bonfires long into the night. The Catholic Church realized that a good way to convert indigenous populations was to layer a Christian practice over an existing one. All Saints Day, a Christian celebration for the lives of saints and martyrs, was moved from the original date in May to November 1st to compete with the entrenched rituals of Samhain. Later, All Souls Day was also added to November 2nd for people to pray to those souls that were stuck in purgatory and needing help ascending to heaven. The local peasantry called the holiday All Hallows, and as Samhain traditionally fell on the night before, it became All Hallows Eve. All manner of mischief and fun were seen as acceptable on this night. Souling was a practice by which young people went door to door begging for cakes in exchange for prayers said for the souls trapped in purgatory. Some wore masks to evade the notice of traveling spirits, and tricks were played on unliked households. With thousands of Irish migrating during the potato famine, the traditions of All Hallows' Eve came to America, where it was transformed into the, sec uh, the secular holiday of macabre fun that we know today as Halloween. It has become a time to let off steam, do things we normally wouldn't, like wearing costumes, which are often used as satire to mock current events, decorate our homes with things that scare us, and let children run around after dark to knock at strangers' doors. Huzzah for grinning pumpkins and candy corn and things that go bump in the night. Now is the time in the service where we will have the opportunity to give generously. It is our custom on fifth Sundays to collect a special offering that is given to the Cradle Rock Children's Center, the nonprofit child care service, I'm sorry, center that serves our community and occupies the classrooms in our interfaith center Monday through Friday. Michael is going to play something wonderful for us, and while he does that, I invite you all to contribute generously. Um, there are instructions in the order of service, also shortly on the screen, um, and there is a basket in the back here in the sanctuary. Thank you all for sharing your abundance today.
I'm Dale Nyberg, he, him. El Dia de los Muertos, or the Day of the Dead, is actually a several-day holiday that can span, <clears throat> can span from October 31st to November 2nd. It originated in Mexico, but has followed Spanish-speaking people as they moved around the world. It's not a sad or scary holiday, but a time of merriment and celebration where the souls of the dearly departed are thought to re reunite with their families for a brief visit. People create ofrendas, or temporary altars, with offerings to honor the dead in their homes, decorate them with yellow marigolds, photos of the departed, and favorite food and drink to encourage the dead to come and hear their prayers, smell, smell their foods, and join the celebration. It's also common to set up ofrendas next to graves or tombs of the departed. In some places, the day is spent cleaning, decorating family grave sites, and picnics are held by candlelight after dark with plenty of food set aside for the dead to enjoy. The roots of the Day of the Dead go back some 3,000 years to the rituals honoring the departed in pre-Columbian Mesoamerica. The Aztec people living in what is now central Mexico saw death as an integral, ever-present part of life. They believed it took a journey of several years for a soul to reach the land of the dead. And in rituals traditionally held in the summer, families laid out food, water, and tools to aid the deceased on their quest. To add to the cultural mix, the Spanish conquistadors who invaded Mexico in the 16th century brought their own traditions of honoring the dead, things like leaving bread, wine, flowers, and lit candles by their loved one's grave on All Souls Day. All these traditions mingled to form what is now El Dia de los Muertos. To celebrate the holiday, there are parties and parades, music and good food, as people dress like skeletons, eat sugar candy molded into skulls, and celebrate the joy of being alive. Decorations with skeletons dressed in various outfits and posed in everyday scenarios are everywhere, reminding people that Rich or poor, high or low, we are all the same in death. Hi, I'm, I'm Indigo, uh, coordinator for Turning Circle. Uh, pronouns are he and him. So in, in a lot of Wiccan and pagan services, we have a guided meditation that's part of our service. Um, part of why we do this is it helps us put our minds in a in a state in which we can really uh, internalize the meaning of, of the holiday or the ritual. So in a, uh, in a guided meditation, there will be periods of silence and, and that, that's normal for this kind of uh, meditation. So uh, for now, put your body in a comfortable position with your feet on the floor and your spine straight. Close your eyes. We'll take three cleansing breaths. Breathe in. Breathe out, breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, and breathe out. In your mind's eye, we are traveling away from this place. It is night and the sky is full of stars. You stand in a thin forest, and the moonlight shines down through the sparse canopy. It is late autumn, and the trees have shed most of their leaves. 
In the moon's colorless glow, the foliage appears monochrome. Yellow is white. Red is gray. The heat and humidity of summer are long gone. And now the air is crisp and dry. Only the occasional slow chirp of a few remnant insects punctuate the otherwise silent night. Your hands and cheeks become chilly and you start walking west along the earthen path that winds through the woods. Gone are the flowers. Only dried stems remain poking out of the cold ground. The ferns and vines appear stiff and brittle. The life force of the forest is returning to the earth as the nights lengthen and the sun weakens. The darkest quarter of the year is at hand. The veil thins and you sense the overlap between substance and spirit. It is a delicate time and you feel that your silence is respectful. You keep walking and you see a campfire in the distance. As you approach, you see an elderly woman in black hiking clothes sitting near the fire. Her hair is pure white and her gray eyes sparkle in the vibrant firelight. A burbling percolator full of coffee hangs on a fire on a narrow rack. It puffs steam into the air like a miniature locomotive. The hiker notices you and gestures for you to sit down. It is immediately difficult to guess her age. Her skin is weathered and wrinkled, but nothing about her conveys an impression of weariness or frailty. And her hands, strong, callous hands of someone accustomed to hard work and an outdoor life had not even a hint of arthritis. She could have been 60. She could have been 80. She could just as easily have been centuries old but you know better than to ask. She pours fresh coffee into a battered, dented stainless steel cup. If you're gonna drink it, then drink it black, she says with a wry grin. You take a reluctant sip of the harsh, bitter brew and you suddenly feel warmed from within. Told you so, she added. You offer your thanks for the coffee and the fire. Fire is an amazing thing, the crone begins. Did you know that fire exists in this world and in the world of spirit? You give her your reply. It's why fire inspires us. It's why creativity is called a spark. It creates change and on certain nights, it helps bridge the worlds. You know about the worlds. The people who have passed on aren't gone forever. They're just gone from here. But on some nights, on some special nights, one can just barely make out the farther shore in the distance. Fire is good for that, 
it illuminates and signals. Again, you respectfully nod and take another sip of the hot, hot bitter coffee. Take a long, hard look into the fire, the crone instructs. Think about someone who has moved on. Think about what you would need to say to them, even if it's just, I miss you. You're allowed to feel. You take a calming breath and squint into the vibrant, dancing firelight. The tapestry of blue and yellow and orange fills your vision. There is a depth to the flame that was not there moments ago. It feels that you are seeing into something rather than looking at something. You think about that special person who's moved on to the afterlife. What message would you give? What message would you receive? In that fragile moment of time, in the ring of the camp light, campfire's light and the moon's silvery glow, you open your mind to the possibilities. You blink your eyes and you find that you've been staring at the fire so long that tears had streamed down your face. You wipe, aside, you wipe them aside with the back of your hand. Sometimes the departed speak, the crone says, and sometimes they don't, but never doubt that they hear you. Thank you, old mother, you say. I go by a lot of names, she confirmed. I hear that one a lot. You return her your battered mug, nod respectfully, and return to the darkness of the forest. The firelight recedes in the distance. And now you close your eyes, for we are leaving this place. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in and breathe out. And when you're ready, open your eyes. I now invite you to share a chant with us. Hopefully the words will show up on our screen. You may remain seated comfortably where you are. This is a fine old pagan hymn that we would like to share with you. We are in a circle within a circle with no beginning and never ending. We are in a
people take a moment to think about those who have passed on, those who touched our minds and our hearts, those who remain important to us. Some have passed recently, and some we remember every year. Do remember them now, their lives, what made them special, and how knowing them shaped you. If you are online, you may type your names into the chat, and we will read them aloud. And if you are here in person, you may think for just a moment about those people who were important in your life. Let their faces and their names come to you again. Let the feeling of their spirits well up within you. And if you are here in person, you may now call out any names that you would like. Who do you remember? Betty, Betty Jackson. 
I say a final prayer for the dead, all the loved ones whose names were too plentiful to speak aloud, but remain in our thoughts, and for the ancestors known and unknown who brought us here today. Also, as we struggle through an ongoing pandemic, we can honor the tragedy of the many people around the globe who have been brought down by COVID-19. May they rest in peace, may they be remembered, and may there be an end to the pandemic soon. Amen. So mote it be. And now if you will remain in place, we will share hymn 123, Spirit of Life. As we started, so we end. We release all our honored guests who were brought in. Spirit of the ancestors, we thank you this night. You gave us the courage to do what is right. Return to the realms that lie past the veil. You've taught us that wisdom and courage prevail. Thank you for the guidance and knowledge from the past. You've formed the foundation for our cultures to last. Return to the realms in peace you must, in perfect love and perfect trust. Hail and farewell. We give thanks to the goddess. Gratitude for the giver of all life. Thanks for the maiden, mother, and crone. Thank you for your presence here at this sacred time of year. Thank you for the lives we live, love and hope and peace you give. Mother of life, we give thanks to thee. Beloved crone, blessed be. Hail and farewell. Hail and farewell. Farewell to the God.
Gratitude to the God of harvests, thanks to the Lord of Summerland. Darkness and death we shall not fear, for this is a sacred time of year. We remember families, lovers, and friends. We know that life never truly ends. God of the harvest, we give thanks to thee. Lord of the Summerland, blessed be. Hail and farewell. Hail and farewell. You may remain seated, but we will turn and we will thank North. Gratitude for the guardian of the North. Thanks for the spirit of the earth. Thank you for standing watch with us this night on this sacred Samhain night. We rejoice the gifts of gourds and grain. Forest and field is your domain. Guardian of the North, we give thanks to thee. Spirit of earth, blessed be. Hail and farewell. Okay, water. Gratitude to the guardian of the West, thanks to the spirit of water. Thank you for guiding us through this night on the sacred Samhain rite. We rejoice the clouds and mist and rain, storm and seas are your domain. Guardian of the West, we give thanks to thee, spirit of water, blessed be. Hail and farewell. Hail and farewell. Gratitude for the guardian of the South, thanks for the spirit of fire. Thank you for enlightening us this night for the sacred Samhain rite. We rejoice the torch and candle flame. Light and warmth is your domain. Guardian of the South, we give thanks to thee. Spirit of fire, blessed be. Hail and farewell. Hail and farewell. Farewell to air. Gratitude to the guardian of the East, thanks to the spirit of air. Thank you for blessing us this night for our sacred Samhain rite. We'd rejoice the winds and clouds that came. Sky and breeze is your domain. Guardian of the East, we give thanks to thee. Spirit of air, blessed be. Hail and farewell. Hail and farewell. And may all beings attracted to our light return to your sacred realms in peace, harming none. So would it be. So would it be. following words by Judith Anderson will close out our service today. Remember us, you who are living. Restore us, renew us. Speak for our silence. Continue our work. Bless the breath of life. Sing of the hidden patterns. Weave the web of peace. Amen. So mote it be.
upon our kin. We call upon our sacred ancestors to come in. Saw in, saw in. We call them to come in. We call upon our dear departed loved ones to come in. Thank you. 
We will so move it. 